Well, welcome back to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods, and I love sharing ideas that educators can use practically in their classrooms, things that really engage their kids and get their kids thinking what are amazing things that they can do. Every kid has great ideas. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. And I'm so excited that we get to chat again with some people from Samsung's Solve for Tomorrow contest. It's a great contest to get to chat again with Ann Wu. Welcome back to the show, Ann. Thank you so much for having me again this year. Yeah, and we chatted with Anne and Jim Fleming, one of the previous winners on episode 217. So if you want to find out a little bit more, you can always go back and listen to that. But this year, we get to also chat with Kevin Lay. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thanks, Chris. It's like, it's just a super honor to be on here. That's, that's It's just really cool. So thanks. Well, Kevin is a, a teacher in Florida, and he's a former national winner of the contest with his students back in 2019. So we're going to get to hear a little bit about that, what it's like for educators to kind of dive into it. But first of all, if Anne, who is the Senior Director of Corporate Citizenship at Samsung Electronics in America, if you could talk just a little bit, Anne, about what it's like to be part of this. Sure. So I'm so happy to have the chance to talk about Samsung Solve for Tomorrow again. Uh, Samsung Solve for Tomorrow is a national competition that allows uh, classrooms with students grades 6 to 12 to answer a challenge, which is show how STEM, that's science, technology, engineering, and math, can uh, be applied to solve a problem in your community. And Mm -hmm. over the last 12 years, we're about to launch our 13th year of the competition, really has brought is some amazing ideas from communities all across the country that are, you know, top of mind for students. And they're able to take that that idea or that concern that sort of lingers um, as they walk to school or get driven somewhere to really make change happen and really make that connection between that change that they want and how STEM plays a role in that change. And so we just are so proud to have this competition and to share it with communities all across the country and schools who are uh, participating are just fantastic. We've met so many amazing teachers and students all um, along the way and so proud to run this competition. Yeah, and, and really, Anne, it's it's incredible. The projects, the ideas, it's not just, there's a big problem somewhere in the world it really brings it home for those kids, right? Yeah, it's just amazing because sometimes ideas can be really abstract if you're thinking and learning or hearing about topics, but you don't see it every day. It's hard to understand and make that connection. And having a local community problem really allows you to get deep into it, to understand root causes and just iterate in real time and apply it in ways that actually you can see the change happen. And so it's real to them. They have a lot of heart and passion in a way that is first person or, you know, a lot of times there are issues where a friend or a teacher or just someone they know is affected by it. And that sense of empathy that you build applied to the learning is something that just can't be replaced when you're reading an article about an issue that doesn't connect to who you are. Yeah, miles and continents away and and things like that. Now, if any educator wants to find out more information, head to samsung.com slash solve for tomorrow. And of course, all the information will be in the show notes as well. Kevin, you've had the opportunity to to be part of this. You've actually done this a few times. And and what was it like doing it with your kids? If I could sum it up into one word, it's impossible, but uh, it's surreal. (laughs) Like, you know, the the experience from the foundation to uh, the culmination. 
of what you know of whatever you determine to be the culmination of it is all surreal and it just keeps providing so from the time we entered the competition from the time we you know had a problem that our community was facing and the students were really excited and passionate about pursuing uh, this challenge this journey everything from the start to finish and then when you think you're finished you're really not like all you've done is you've just opened up a door yeah. for these, you know, who've taken a problem, who've applied a solution. And um, that's that's the whole key to all of it. It doesn't stop and it opens up so many doors for all of them. So it, it, there's just so many, there's so many things to talk about when it comes to the process of Samsung Solve for Tomorrow and what it does for yeah. teachers, but mostly for the students that you serve. Yeah. And, and Anne, I can imagine that you've seen so many winners, so many different classrooms and, and educators come up with so many projects throughout the years. You've been able to see educators attack it from all different ways. And, and also they're looking for how do I how do I do this? How do I get started? And a lot of that is right on the website, right? Absolutely. Um, one of the things that we've been able to provide for students and classrooms who are interested in the contest is actually to see what past winners have done. As you mentioned, there's a problem that can be tackled in infinite number of ways, and you can see how past schools have done it, um, how they've been able to make that connection. Sometimes, you know, a lot of videos to, um, in past years talk about the failures, right? So yeah. thinking about what worked and what didn't work as well. And guiding classrooms who are interested in the competition through that experience, I think really rounds out the story and experience of this entire competition from the very beginning when you just think of an idea and you submit it all the way to the end to see the national winners um, along the way. And that journey covers pretty much the academic school year. We start in the fall, we end in the spring. But it is, to Kevin's point, this journey that you can see when you go to the website and see the ideas. And, you know, classrooms might say, oh, great topic. I would do it this way. And that's just the spark you need to um, start your idea, start your team and enter the contest. Right. And there's so many of those past winners, videos and, and information about different educators and kids and classrooms that have, have tackled it in different ways in the past. So you, you're not just starting from square one. You can you can say, OK, these are some ideas. Get the brainstorming going in our classroom and get our kids excited. You mentioned that there's some timelines and things like that. So I definitely want to hear all about Kevin's project in a moment. I, I, I can't wait to hear what his what his kids did. But uh, and if you could just talk a little bit about some of those timelines, because I'm sure educators are thinking about that. Uh, they've always got to try to fit things into their schedule in their classrooms. And, and again, samsung.com slash solve for tomorrow is where you're going to find everything. So tell us about them, Anne. Sure. So every year we start the competition in the fall. This will be um, mid-September for the 13th year of the competition. And we go through several phases of it. So, you know, it starts out with an idea. We ask three questions, you know, basically to get you rooted and the area that you want to explore as part of the competition. And so at, we have different deadlines throughout the course of the year, depending on how you progress in the competition, mm -hmm. and which culminates in the spring with our national winner announcement. Along the way, though, um, we don't wait to hand out prizes till the very end. With each gate, with each phase that you go through, there's actually prizes you win as well. And so what it allows you for people to do is actually get to an idea, to a project plan, we ask folks to create a video. And then ultimately, there'll be 10 schools who get to present it um, in front of a live judging panel and three national winners. And what that allows is the project to go from an idea to really a pitch, right? Yeah. With 
proof points and uh, concepts and prototypes in ways that are real. And we take you along that journey um, as part of the contest. So it's a long contest, but obviously to get to three national winners, there are schools that maybe don't get to the next game. One of the things we're most proud of is that we know of many classrooms that still continue the project. That's awesome. Even if they're not part of the competition, because those students are interested, they're hooked in to it, and they're following the competition to see the sort of lessons that they can learn and apply to their project, whether or not they're progressing. Right. And I can imagine that, you know, a lot of those prizes and stuff are really secondary because most of all, how important that those kids get those opportunities to to iterate and, and make those ideas and make them come to life and really change whether it's somebody's life or the communities that they live in. And uh, just just thinking in terms of all that, that that's really what what our kids uh, need more and more. And and Kevin, at, at this, I, I would love to hear what, what you did with your kids. Well, what I did was so we had started the journey with just an entry. So we had we had a small group of students. It was in a small like rural school in the mm -hmm. middle of Missouri. And it began with a problem that the students uh, that the students realized that we were facing uh, you know they were looking at the news and you know all of these things that uh, that people were facing with just in the community and one of the students her name was Paige she really empathized uh, with something that resonated very close not only to her but to a lot of the students that were in that classroom mm -hmm. and that was school intruders like the active assailants right so like all of these things that uh, that schools were facing uh, at the time i believe it was like parkland that was uh, going on and just all the past challenges that schools were facing she had like little sisters that were in elementary schools and uh, and so she was able to connect with that kind of stuff uh, we had a group of three that took on this challenge mm -hmm. and so what they did was uh, they identified the problem and mm -hmm. the problem was uh, school intruders coming right. into classes and then taking over the class by means of force. And then they were able to design and 3D rapid prototype yeah. a, a locking mechanism that, uh, that slid down the, uh, the door jam. And so one of the receivers was on the door and one of the other receivers was on the metal jam and went around the door. And just with that simple idea, they then went uh, into like just overdrive, right? Yeah. So it was just, it wasn't enough to create a rapid 3D prototype out of PLA filaments. Right. They, they 3D printed all of it. They, they connected with somebody who was working at an aerospace industry that was like 45 minutes away. That's awesome. Um, and uh, this gentleman also just so happened to volunteer for a robotics team. And so uh, another like, great like, community connection to, I know, because right? of that project, right? It's it's so incredible. And what Ms. Wu was talking about is spot on, like just presenting this idea to somebody who worked at an aerospace industry. It was a pitch like it was a pitch. And yeah. what they needed was they needed somebody to create like a working model of it. And so by communicating with, with his worker at the aerospace industry, they gave him their rapid 3D prototype talked about modifications to it yeah. and then in return they received five working models wow of this and uh, we installed one on our door and then like you know the, the rest of it just flew by uh, yeah. what i realized chris was this like okay kevin you need to get out of the way like <laughs> you are you are totally in their way right now my my job from you know encouraging became i'm going to try to architect connections mm -hmm. i'm going to try to network you with people yeah. and so once i did that and once i realized what my authentic 
role was in this journey for them. They found fabricators. They knew how much it was going to cost. They even talked about the bolts that they would use, the non-tamper or the tamper-proof bolts oh, yeah. that would come in from the doors. And uh, then, it, then one thing led to another, right? So the entry was selected um, as one of the top in the state, as one of the top in the nation. And just like any other year with the Samsung Software Tomorrow competition, they created a video. And the video, the video has to be like you take all of this whole journey and you pack it into like a minute of a video. <laughs> and and with that, like it just it really takes all of those skills that we try to teach into a classroom and lets them know, like, guys, this is like this is the greatest lab report you're ever going to make right now. Yeah. And they did. They did. Yep. They totally got together with people who can help them with nonverbal communication, right? So mm -hmm. we talked with uh, the theater teacher about uh -huh. what nonverbal communication is. We connected with the TV studio class who was helping us edit the videos. Some of the things that they wanted to do, we entered the video. And then, you know, when you get selected and you're able to travel to, uh, uh, to New York, because I know in the past years, the past two years, uh, a lot of it's been virtual. This, this most recent year that we've had, yeah. Uh, so at Solve for Tomorrow has been in person. And yeah. like, there is nothing like being able to pitch your solution to a problem. And these students did it. Like, yeah. you know, the empathy comes out of right. their heart. Like, what truly is driving, what is propelled, what has fueled this fire for them, uh, that comes out. And it's just incredible and it's immense. And yeah. um, as soon as you, as soon as you just realize, like, guys, you got this. Yeah. You got this. There is nobody. And we were told this like right, right behind the stage. My group was told this by uh, somebody at Samsung that really mm -hmm. helped them out. They said, nobody knows your product better than you do. Yeah, so exactly. When, so when people ask you questions, like you guys don't have to be nervous. You know the answers to you're, them. You're the experts. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly right. You're the experts. And if you don't know the answers, it's okay. Like, you tell them that you tell them i don't know the solution to this problem we are still working on modifying this uh this solution and all of the all of it comes out like everything that you want as a teacher yeah everything that you want validated as a teacher if they take this journey that my students did in 2019 it is an incredible validation process mm -hmm. for everything that you want that's awesome. And I'm sure every educator listening is just like, that's exactly what, what we want for our kids, what we want education to be about, not just not just one subject, 45 minutes, then move on to another classroom. It's it's everybody working together. It's it's kids having real authentic projects and problems to solve, uh, having that pitch aspect again. And you were talking about that earlier, and I was thinking that's got to be just like what uh, the engineers and, and all the people at Samsung are, are doing every day is they're creating the products that uh, that people are making and using and and so many other businesses. And those STEM jobs aren't just the future, they're now, right? Oh, absolutely. And I love, you know, the whole process is about sort of a different way of thinking about STEM. And yeah. so the empathy that Kevin talked about to the deep understanding of what the root cause is, to iterating, getting partners, mm -hmm. sort of being able to present your idea, right? This is a multidisciplinary approach. And yeah. so when STEM is sometimes seen as hard or not for me, Right. But you want to change the world. What a yeah. great way to understand where STEM is applied yeah. than to make a problem in your community solve solvable and to bring a community along with you um, right. as part of the journey. And so, you know, Paige, TC and Jonah really 
with uh, Kevin's support and leadership, so um, both sides of it, yeah. to be able to come up with this idea and to to have that sense of empowerment and support along the way is something that we think so many of our STEM teachers have. We just love to be that medium yeah. to be able to let all of these great ideas in this partnership. I mean, you can hear Kevin talk about his students with so much care and consideration and pride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see that teachers everywhere and we love that work um, one of the programs by which uh, we get to highlight what these great relationships between teacher and student, school and community can do. And uh, we couldn't be prouder. We, you know, Kevin talks with such pride. We have such pride of, for all the classrooms that are part of our competition. Yeah. And if educators want to see that project, you just got to go to samsung.com slash solve for tomorrow. Uh, you can look at past winners and you can scroll down to 2019. And there's there's Kevin's project from Missouri. You can you can see it. You can see the things that they printed out. And but that's what it's all about. Just making it real, making it tangible for our kids. Definitely educators uh, check out all the information on the website. Uh, there's so many resources, so many things available to help you get started. And I want to just ask you a couple other questions, just uh, some things that maybe some educators are thinking about. What kind of age groups is it for? And maybe even a question for Kevin after that, you know, what are what are some good ways to start making some of those connections for your uh, community for some of those projects to happen? Sure. So um, it's classrooms that are public schools. So they have to at least have 50% or more uh, fun public funding okay. for um, grades 6 through 12. And what we've seen over the years is um, some more senior students, like 9, 10, 11, 12 students working with elementary school students, oh, cool. sometimes middle and high schools, um, really, you know, trying to be as inclusive as possible. But, you know, it's for classrooms with students grades six through 12. We know there, there are a lot of like fourth and fifth grade teachers are like, my kids can win this. <laughs> Along <laughs> when we say like, just wait a couple of years, a partner with a, a classroom with students um, in yeah. some of the upper grades. But um, it re we really love to have the range of students and ideas that are part of the competition, you know, every year that we've yeah. done state. Yeah. And, it, and again, like you said, Anne, if, if your kids are not in that sixth to 12th grade range, uh, find a way to, to encourage an older teacher in your district to uh, to get excited about the project, give them the information and offer to work together with them. You're, those little kids could be great prototypers and, 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 and great testers of products, I'm sure as well. Oh, so. they, they give great feedback <laughs> when it's not working. For them. They're, they're not afraid to say it doesn't work. So, and, and then Kevin, what's the best way that you can help get some of those connections going in your community it's it's all about this word this buzzword that's being thrown out right like uh it, but it's true like being a facilitator in the yeah. class like truly being an architect and embracing that role it is so counterintuitive to what teachers do sometimes and to be honest with you like i find it you know as teachers we want to help we want to guide them and we want to see them get yeah. uh to the solution and to the right answer in quotes but yeah. when when students have a problem or when they have uh, empathy for a problem that their community is facing and you can become a true facilitator then what really happens is you start serving the kids like yeah. you start serving your students and so what that logistically means is realizing number one if you're a teacher with a growth mindset you're going to connect yourself Yep. with other experts and and that became my role so when students wanted to create a model i needed to connect them with somebody that could do more than 3d printing that's why we connected them with aerospace engineer when when we were talking about uh, recording data 
we found somebody that was in the community that used to work for Boeing wow. and talked with them about, hey, these are engineering design issues that we could face. Mm -hmm. uh, when we were you know, getting ready to, for a pitch or for a discussion, I talked with people who were really good yeah. at giving presentations. I, talk, I, I had teachers listen in on them and give them authentic feedback. I had them talk to the TV studio who's in front of cameras all of the time. And, uh, and that's, that's what teachers can do. They can take and allow this student-centered project, this student-centered journey and process, and just connect them and network them with people who know way more than I could ever imagine knowing about anything you know, about their project. That's awesome. So the 13th annual Samsung Solve for Tomorrow contest is ready. It's going to be available. All the information is going to be on samsung.com slash solve for tomorrow. All those links are in the show notes as well. Any other last thoughts for, for us and for all those educators listening out there on the fence, maybe thinking about it? What do, you, what do you say to them? It starts with just an idea. You know, we will we go on a journey with you in the course of the year, but it starts with asking your students what they care about, what bothers them. Uh, what do they want to change in the world? And it goes from there. And you don't have to be a STEM educator per se to right. enter the competition. Yeah. But, you know, if you have a passion for igniting something in students that are already there, just like you can tell from Kevin's energy, he's that type of student, yeah. uh, that teacher um, to work with students. But, you know, listen to your students. They know what they care about. Yeah. If you want to make those connections and show them something that's different than a textbook, right, or, yeah. you know, the course curriculum, if you believe in your students and you want to listen to them, this is a great competition to see that idea become reality. That's awesome. Really appreciate it. And, and Kevin, I'm, I'm sure your advice is just try it, right? Absolutely. And, you know, as teachers, you know this, what we're trying to do in the classroom is just empower students, like to become future problem solvers. So yep. all of these wonderful opportunities that we have for students within our classroom, keep those up. But I'm telling you what, the Samsung Software Tomorrow competition, this journey that they take. I don't know of anything else that I've experienced in the 19 years that I've taught physics and STEM classes. I, I don't know of anything else that has empowered students more, that has authenticated a process and a journey that the students have taken more than the Samsung Software Tomorrow competition. And I, and I mean that with every fiber of the heart that's beating inside of my chest right now and uh, as a servant of students. That's awesome. I really appreciate it, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Lay, educator, and Ann Wu, uh, Samsung. And again, uh, and to all the team there at Samsung, uh, educators, we uh, we really appreciate things like this. So thank you for, for having this and, and thank you both for, for sharing uh, such a great passion about it today. It's been a blessing. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yep. And again, educators, find out more about it at samsung.com slash solve for tomorrow. You can always listen to episode 217, hear even more stories. And, and again, check out that website and find some of those ideas and just give it a try. This is what we're trying to do for our kids each and every day, educators. So so look for those ideas, uh, find those things to get every kid in, in every one of our classrooms to, to get excited. Again, if you need any help from me, connect with me at dailystem.com. Until next time, just keep doing that great work every day for every kid.